Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 39th edition of the Four Corners podcast starts right now. Black holding high goes to Darty. Darty and the double team gives it back to Black with 20 seconds left to play. Goes back to Michael Jordan. Jumper from out on the left. Good! Rebounded by Weber. Michigan out of timeout. Weber front court. Carolina with foul. He takes the timeout. Technical They're out foul. of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul on Michigan. Ed Corbett says he can run the baseline. Hands in the ball. Brown gets it into Williams. Here comes Williams front court. Williams on the drive. Gets it back out to him. Long outside shot. Short rebound. And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champions. Matthews off the mark. And this year, the confetti is going to fall for North Carolina. They're not going to be denied this time. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh and Anthony back with you guys today. Anthony is actually joining me via the telephone um, as we are going to uh, to preview the scrimmage that Carolina is going to have uh, tomorrow night against Elizabeth City State in the preview. We're going to talk about what we're most excited to see during the game. Our keys to the game, we do have a closing note uh, before we get out of here, but before we do any of that, we start every pod as we always do. With the pod thought of the day, we go to uh, former Carolina point guard, Jimmy Black. He was a starter on that 1982 national championship team. Jimmy once said, if I can just do my part to help us win, then that was what was important to me. And uh, great life lesson, great an- uh, lesson for Anthony um, to do his part so that I win. Because my winning is is the second most important thing behind the Tar Heels winning. This follows up challenging him to be a better co-leader to my leadership, to be a better soldier on the pod. Um, we're working through some things. We had a, uh, a great post-show meeting the other night about his performance on the said podcast to get it to... It'll never get to my level because I'm the host, but if he could get just adequate, kind of like what we want Carolina to be defensively, an adequate co-host, then we could be a national championship-level podcast. Jimmy Black has a lot of experience, of course, being on that 1982 national championship team. As I mentioned, Anthony is joining me via the telephone, and we're going to dive right in. This deep dive on Elizabeth City State, Carolina's exhibition opponent Friday night in the Smith Center. Of course, Carolina did scrimmage against Florida a couple weekends ago, but that was a secret a secret scrimmage. It wasn't public, um, and that's why Carolina is having this scrimmage as well because they do have the option to do two secret scrimmages or to do a public one. Um, I think I think this will be the still the trend under Hubert Davis where they'll do the secret scrimmage against a quality Power Five opponent, but then bring in an uh, an, an an in-state opponent scrimmage them against them, and then, of course, help them out financially with a lot of the proceeds and the funds. Going to Elizabeth City State, 
And, and they definitely need it. Last year, the, the pandemic really hurt the smaller schools, the smaller programs. They're a member of the CIAA conference, which if you remember for the longest time, their conference tournament was held in in Charlotte, North Carolina. But they didn't play last year due to the pandemic. No uh, no season for those guys last year. So they're in, they're in need of a lot of help. And it, it's a really cool thing that uh, Carolina is going to be able to be a part of that on Friday night. Um, the last time they did play, they were 12 and 17, their last full season of competition back in 2019, 2020. So as you could expect, they're going to be an overmatched opponent. They were, they weren't very good the last time they played a full season. The most telling thing that, uh, they're going to be overmatched as well. They lost by 20 to NC state the other night. And, uh, if you're losing by 20 to NC state, you're probably going to lose by 40 or 50 against Carolina because NC state, well, just isn't very this isn't very good, but uh, that is the opponent that Carolina has coming in to the Smith Center. I don't know if this is the first time they have faced Elizabeth City State in the in the scrimmage. Um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Those stats do not exist. Um, there there is no stats of, of when they when they have faced this team or not. Um, and so it's just a treat for them and those kids to be in the Smith Center. It'll be a cool moment for them. But this is uh, look. It's not a big thing for Carolina because this game doesn't count. But it's a big thing for us as Tar Heel fans because this is the first time we will get the chance to see what Carolina will look like under Hubert Davis. They're not going to put a lot of on a lot of uh, stuff on film because uh, this is just a scrimmage. But some of the basic principles are going to be in there with the four round one offensive set. Um, how Carolina is going to rebound, all the stuff that that that's, that ultimately is going to matter. We're going to see a lot of that on Friday night. So, Anthony, I'm going to ask you, um, what is the thing you are, or what is one of, or, or what is some of the most of the things you're you're most excited to see on Friday night? Well, first of all, you're lucky I'm still here after that shot that you took out of the gate. That's uh, that 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 was uh, uncalled for. That, that that was that was me challenging you. That was th- I'm your coach. Well, you're 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 my player. I've been the better co-host of the group on the show. Oh, ooh. I I mean, I think I think you're more about your performance. So I I do think your your performances has been brought into question. Yes, by you and nobody else. I, I did I did receive a tweet about it. Because I am not there in person. Because you wouldn't say this to my face in person. You're right. I get it. I get it. Um no, I mean this is this is a good chance to sort of see one, I think the more the most interesting thing is what does the lineup look like? I'm not saying that that means when we see this team on Tuesday night, that that's going to be the exact lineup that they're going to roll out there. But I think that it's it's going to be pretty telling who ends up starting this game. Mm. That will tell you who the staff right now probably believes the starters are going to be on Tuesday night. Unless somebody blows them away uh, in the next couple of days, then that's probably what it's going to be. Um, I'm also interested just to you know see you know where some of these guys are at generally in their growth because look this is the first time that we're seeing them outside of a four minute highlight video that we're seeing them against somebody else. We we saw you know the scrimmage in person of of them you know against themselves 
But this is the first time that we're really going to get to see them against somebody that uh, is going to be throwing some different things at them and is going to be trying to slow them down as, as to the best of their ability. So we'll see, you know, what exactly some of these guys have to bring to the table. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think Elizabeth City State is great, but at the same time, I, I think that there are probably some non-conference opponents that you could play that could be, uh, you know, relatively similar in the fact that you feel like coming in, you're going to have a chance to blow them out. How does Carolina handle that? Is that something that this group is ready for uh, to come in and, and, and put a team, you know, like this uh, away early uh, and quickly and really just be able to see what your depth looks like and, and everything like that. So, I mean, there's the, those are the few things that I'm definitely interested in. Um, you know, player specific, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to see more of what Justin McCoy is going to bring to the table because I feel like he's kind of one of the unknowns in terms of what exactly his production is going to be for this team. So I think this will kind of give you a look not only as to how much he's going to play, but also what exactly he's going to bring to the table. And I'm interested to see what Dontre Styles brings as well because I think it's he's one of those guys that's kind of tough to gauge what exactly his role is going to be out of the gate. Mm. I think there's talent there for him to be a guy that can be productive. But at the same time, Carolina's got a lot of guys that are veterans of college basketball or veterans with the team that right now you would probably put ahead of him on the depth chart. So what does he come out and do? Is he able to impress a little bit in this game and potentially earn himself some early season run? So those are the things I'm going to be keeping an eye on. The the thing I'm most excited to see or most anxious to see as we get into the scrimmage uh, is to find out if, it, and this is going to come across as a joke, is, is, is Hubert Davis the head coach? And I'm, I'm just being that as a joking manner um, because I do think Roy Williams will be in the building. And it'll be just interesting to see that dynamic of when we look over to that coach's seat and Roy Williams isn't sitting there. That'll be the first time that we see that, and it'll be the first time that it'll hit us that Roy Williams is is he's retired, and he's he's not going to be the head coach of Carolina basketball moving forward. But more specifically, I think we're all excited to see the guards because we all believe that the the, the change of philosophy, the, the the subtle changes, the tweaks that Hubert Davis is making. They're going to benefit them the most. I had Adam Lucas on um, earlier today, and he thinks the player that benefits the most from the coaching change is R.J. Davis. I think we'll be able to see the beneficiaries in this game, especially going against lesser competition. Um, and it's just, you know, first time getting to see the transfers. We, we saw the highlight video of Brady Manick. We saw the highlight of, of Justin McCoy. Dawson Garcia, of course, did not play in that scrimmage against Florida. This will be our first time seeing them in Carolina Blue. I'm with you though. I think Justin McCoy is like the biggest unknown on this roster because if he if he's developed over the summer and he's in a more and if he's in a better situation that better suits his talent, I think he has big time player potential at the college level for Carolina with his ability to to play defense at a high level. He has shown more offense, and I think we believed he had upon transferring into Carolina from Virginia. Um, and then with the freshman, you know, it's it's. Styles, we know that he's probably further ahead of Demarco Dunn, but there's also a good chance that you know this is a good chance for Demarco Dunn 
um, himself to get some great experience, get some great playing time, get their feet wet. This will be another chance for them to uh, continue to adjust to the, the to the college game. I don't think they're going to have major roles this season for Carolina, but we do factor them in moving down the road as being a big part of Hubert Davis's program and his overall vision for Carolina basketball. Let's move on quickly to the keys of the game. We're not going to spend, you know, 30, 45 minutes breaking down this opponent um, given the fact that it's it's an exhibition against a Division II program um, that, frankly, we don't know a lot about and we won't know a lot about. The first thing I wrote down was just play with energy. Um, there will be fans in the Smith Center, but it's not going to be 22,000 packed to the brim chanting um, and screaming for Carolina you know Elizabeth City State's going to be fired up just for the opportunity to to play against an ACC opponent, to play in the Smith Center. You have to imagine that there's going to be players on this roster that grew up wanting and dreaming of playing for North Carolina. They didn't get to achieve that, but now they can go out and play against Carolina, um, and, and so they're going to embrace the, the, the opportunity. Carolina's got to create their own energy. They've got to play um, – you know, with 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 the sense of uh, as Hubert Davis likes to say, emergency instead of a sense of urgency, um, and, and just really set the tone and, and, and give us a good taste of what we can expect from this team for thirty-five, forty some odd games. Yeah, no, I, I think that 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 definitely is going to be key. Uh, as you said, I mean, the energy I, I think is going to be. There'll, there'll be some there because, again, this is really the first time outside of that game, that, that, that scrimmage against Florida, where you're going to be playing against somebody else. And it's also you're getting closer to the first game of the season, so there is going to be some natural excitement. But as you mentioned, this is still going to be a relatively small crowd. Uh, Elizabeth City State, there will probably be people that will travel to watch that game, Some, you know, some of their – uh, you know, supporters and, and definitely some of the parents of the players because it's a special opportunity for those players. So, yeah, I mean, they, they will carry a little bit more energy probably than Carolina does. But you want to see Carolina be able to take over this opponent and, and really sort of flex their muscle a little bit and show that they're one of those teams that, as you've talked about here on this podcast, you believe is highly underrated. People are undervaluing uh, just what guys like Brady Manick and Dawson Garcia are bringing to the table. Um, you know, the, you, you want to see what you know the growth of, of, of some of the guards is as well. Um, but I think this is going to be that first real opportunity to show that. At the same time, you know this this is going to be a game that is not going to be w- what you would expect from this team going forward this season, mainly in terms of rotation. Um, you'll see a lot of guys that probably won't play a huge role uh, early on in the season or at least early in games early on in the season that will probably get run early on in this game. It'll be very similar probably to what you saw um, in in the late-night scrimmage where there will be a lot of guys that will be in and out. There'll be some guys that are playing early that you, you won't see playing early when this team plays Loyola uh in on Tuesday or when they play Brown on Friday. So um but yeah, I, I think that's gonna be, you know, in terms of the energy, that's one of the early things that Hubert Davis has to be able to get right. And and I I think he will. I think that he is gonna have this team motivated and, and, and ready to go. 
um, because this is going to be his first time that people are going to see him publicly as that head coach on the sideline. So I, I know he's going to bring some excitement with this being his first opportunity. Hopefully the players around him can match it. The second thing I wrote down was play through Armando Baycott. Elizabeth City State only has two dudes on their roster, 6'10 or taller. Armando Baycott will be the biggest player on the floor. He'll also be the biggest player on the floor. And the, the main reason why this got written down as a key to the game, even with being an exhibition, was this something that you brought up a really good point when we previewed the front court um, last week. There were times, even with Armando Baycott being Carolina's most consistent player last year, he led the team in scoring, led the team in rebounding, he just disappeared. And a lot of that was, I think, some of it was his reluctance to to be a leader, um, to demand the basketball at the level that his production warranted, but also the guards at times would just simply go away from trying to play through them and try to do things one-on-one on their own trying to make something happen to try to make a, a you know a game changing play and then it never happened and all of a sudden your best player is disengaged and he's out of rhythm and it's really hard to get back into the flow of a game if you've been taken out of it for you know 5 6 7 minutes so i think to, to avoid that tendency setting back in and i don't think it's going to happen this year to, to begin with but you you got to treat this as you know a game that counts cuz Everything that you're going to do, your tendencies are going to start popping up. you got to do the things that you've worked on in the summer to get better, your fundamentals, all that off-season work that you've put in. Armando Baycott is Carolina's best player. As much as we've talked about the guards taking the next step where Carolina wants to get to, they still need you to play through Armando Baycott. For every minute he's on the floor, the ball should always go through him first, whether he's you know, on the block, at the foul line, or if he's on the perimeter. He needs to touch the ball every possession. That's the second key to the game for me as Carolina uh, will look to get a win against Elizabeth City State. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I definitely think it's important to see that Armando Baycott is the leader of this team. Primarily on the offensive end, you want to see him take another step forward. You want to see that jump shot that he's been working on in the offseason see that that is that is there and that's something that you will be able to use even early on in the season because I think that's one of the things that we're kind of wondering about you know he's been working all off season on it but is that something that's still a work in progress when the season starts or is he a guy that is going to be able to come in and knock down some shots for you right away um I I, I think that they will utilize that aspect for sure they definitely want to win this exhibition this is not it, it doesn't matter what people say. Oh, it's a preseason game. It doesn't count when you know in terms of the win loss record or whatever. It's still a game that's being played. You want to win, but at the same time, I feel like there will be times where they will be trying to gauge what some of the other guys on the team can bring to the table. So, I, while I do think that you'll see them utilize Baycott, especially when the starters are on the floor. I think that there will be moments where guys that that you will be trying to get looks at certain guys. So you will be drawing up plays to try to help get certain guys in the right position to make plays. I I think that, you know, the guards are are, are definitely going to have a chance to shine in this one. I want to see, you know, more than anything for me, I want to see guys like R.J. Davis, and Caleb Love, are they 
able to be aggressive when they go to the basket, more so than they were a year ago in Roy Williams' offensive scheme. Because that's one of the things that we're so excited about with this new scheme, but it's something that definitely is not guaranteed. So you want to see, is that going to be what we thought it could be with this offense, where guys are going to be able to get to the rim and finish uh, you know, through contact? Because there will probably be plenty of those types of plays at the rim on, on Friday night. So I think that's definitely going to be one of the main things I'm watching on the offensive end. I get what you're saying. You want to play through a guy that's the biggest guy on the floor and is arguably your best player and, and a guy that is in the hunt for ACC player of the year. But at the same time, I think there are going to be some other elements of this offense that Carolina is going to want to get a look at and will draw plays to make sure they get a look at. The last thing I wrote down as for, for the keys to the game was to make Elizabeth City State uncomfortable on offense. I've talked at length all summer long. I am so excited to see what Carolina looks like defensively, the tweaks at Huber Davis um, is going to make to the way they defend the pick and roll, the way they're going to you know play the dribble drive and all that great stuff. This is an undermatched opponent. We feel like we've got guards in the backcourt that can be really, really good defensive players if they commit to it. They've all been challenged to be better defensively. Now it's about them committing. Carolina, of course, has a size advantage with Baycott, with Manic, with Garcia. You add in a Leaky Black and a Justin McCoy into that front court, and there's going to be length all over the floor, which Elizabeth City State doesn't have. And I mentioned about this is a chance, you know, to get into good habits. It starts mainly on the defensive end of the floor, paying attention, communicating is something that has been really stressed during the summer and in the preseason, something that Carolina just really lacked last year. And I've never seen a good defensive team that didn't communicate at a very high level. So I want to see them take Elizabeth City State out of the things that they want to try to do. you got to imagine that they're going to want to take and make the three-point shot. Carolina's got to defend the three ball a lot better this year. Um, and, and I anticipate they're going to do so with some of their subtle changes on the defensive end of the court. So my last key is just make them uncomfortable on offense, take them out of rhythm early, and really dictate the way this game wants to be played. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good one. I think Thank you. the main thing that goes into this game defensively is you got to see the effort. This is a game that could be very easy for you to walk in and say to yourself, well, we're clearly the better team. We should have no problem beating this team just with the way our offense plays and with some of our – skill as opposed to what they're going to be putting out there, but you want to see them bring some consistent defensive effort and show that they have the capability of being a a very good defensive team. I think also this is a good opportunity to see just how creative uh, Hubert Davis is going to be with some of his defensive sets. Is he going to be that guy that we think he could be? which is somebody that could go with multiple defensive looks that can switch things up at times. How does he, you know, go about switching some of those things up when Elizabeth city state has a moment where they make a run or something like that. And he decides, let's go to, you know, a two, three zone because right now what we're doing isn't working. Those are the types of things that I think are going to be interesting to see on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and really, you know, what? who are the guys that step up on the defensive end and, and are taking those steps forward? It's going to be very clear, uh, especially we're, we're watching the three guards that we talked about in the backcourt preview uh, the most at the top of 
that addition to the podcast, we're watching those three to see if those guys are the ones taking the leaps because we look and we think we, we see that there is ability there for all three of those guys. Are they putting in the effort on the defensive end of the floor in a game that some people may think really doesn't matter all that much because there are some games like that in the non-conference, especially early on, first two games of the year are two of the easiest games that you're going to play all season. So you want to see the consistent effort right away and the attention to detail on the defensive end of the floor because, look, while we think this team is going to be good offensively, as I said a little while ago, nothing is guaranteed. And this is a team that that may need to rely on its defense, especially early on in the season as they're still working through the new system, working in some of the transfers, everything like that. So I, I, I'm with you. I think it will definitely be interesting to see, you know, what is the effort level like on the defensive side of the ball and how does Hubert Davis and his staff sort of adjust with those multiple looks throughout the game. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're not going to, uh, to pick the game because uh, while Carolina's playing a Division II opponent, the expectation is that Carolina is going to win the game. And should, the, and should win the game. So right there, that was our preview of Elizabeth City State, our keys to the game. We will have uh, um, a, a recap podcast that will – or I will recap this uh, the, the, the game following it um, tomorrow night. So we're going to go ahead and shut down this edition of the podcast with our closing notes. We talked uh, – when we previewed the, um, the, the, the backcourt that we – the injury with Puff Johnson, I went back and listened to Hubert Davis's um, – Presser from where he announced about the injury, there is a good chance Puff Johnson could be available to play in the season opener and, and, and could be full go right now. They're just giving him the, the 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 rest and the treatment that the injury needs, but it's not as severe as I think um, I believed it to be when I you know, when when we when we talked about it um, on the last edition of the podcast. So uh, we'll be we will be on the lookout for that um, and when Carolina does open their season next Tuesday against Loyola of Maryland. Well, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. But before we let you go, get yours to the website, HeelToughBlog.com, where we got great football and basketball coverage. Football, Carolina is at home this weekend for homecoming against undefeated and ninth-ranked Wake Forest. Preview article, preview podcast already up. Then there will be a recap uh, podcast, recap article, and a, a stock report article as well as we will continue to cover Carolina football through the end of their football season. On the basketball side of things, we have ramped up our coverage within the last week and a half or so. 
with a front court preview, a back court preview, a preview article for the Elizabeth City State. There will be a recap article as well, which means we are back in the mode where we'll have previews and recaps for every game that Carolina will play um, starting starting Friday night. And, and, and throughout the season, we'll have um, some other fun articles about the Tar Heels um, that you, you, as, as, as they work their way through the first season of the Hubert Davis era. For the podcast side of things, we're on the Basketball Podcast Network. We host through Megaphone. We're on every major podcasting platform, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, you name it. The Four Corners Podcast and the Heel Tough Blog, Heel Tough Blog Podcast are there as well. Go ahead, like both, review both, but subscribe to both. That way you get every podcast right there in your podcast library as we, as we are busy still covering Carolina football and now Carolina basketball. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. I'd like Anthony for joining me via the telephone. I want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. The Four Corners Podcast is a proud member of the Basketball Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at HoopsPodNet or visit our website, www.thebasketballpodcastnetwork.com to find the best basketball podcast.